0: Jesse Bates is the guardian angel of the Falcons secondary. And we'll talk about why his presence is going to unlock the full potential of Richie Grant and take the entire Falcons defense to new heights. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black and the very humble host of this illustrious Locked on Falcons podcast your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And we thank each and every one of you that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen each and every day. Of course, follow in the footsteps of our everyday or shout out to them that subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever they listen to podcasts. So you can do the same to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. So today we are wrapping up the positional breakdowns of the Falcons defense ahead of training camp, talking about the safety position. Of course, we have to devote the entirety of next week to special teams and why it matters. Joking, of course, but we'll get to that uh, next week. But today we'll be talking about the safety position and we'll be talking a lot about Jesse Bates' To start today's episode, who notably as the marquee signing of the Falcons offseason, we haven't really talked all that much about since we signed him the day that we signed him in March. And, you know, I had spent like a month prior to that sort of discussing why it was important for the Falcons to land Jesse Bates this offseason and we needed to do whatever it takes in order to get him. This is the fight of our lives. And we're going to win whatever it takes. We did whatever it took to get Jesse Bates, uh, including paying him $16 million a year. Um, and so ever since then, you know, I haven't really felt like I needed a whole lot to add to the conversation. Um, but for the non everydayers out there that kind of need a refresher on why it was so important for the Falcons to land Jesse Bates and why he's going to have a dramatic you know, transformative effect on this Falcons defense, you know, it'll basically be because he's going to be the quarterback of the defense, right? He's going to take on an important role in terms of communication and not just for the secondary, which, uh, you know, kind of goes without saying, but probably for the entire defense as a whole because Troy Anderson, you know, the Falcons middle linebacker who's probably going to be wearing the green dot and making the defensive calls this year. We know that Troy Anderson, even though he's wearing the green dot, is a little green, right? Uh, And he's going to still have to grow into that role, which I think is going to lead to Jesse Bates probably being leaned upon and having a little bit more of a critical role with the communication, with the leadership for the entirety defense. Now, he's also going to be that guardian angel when it comes to playing the deep safety role that the Falcons really need. You know, we talked about Jesse Bates being one of the five or six Best center fielding free safeties in the NFL, you know, up there in that upper tier with guys like Marcus Williams, <clears throat> excuse me, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, Justin Simmons, uh, those that caliber of free safety. And you know, speaking of Marcus Williams, you know, Jesse Bates's function in this Ryan Nielsen defense is going to be very similar to what Williams's function was in that Saints defense over the last several years before he signed with the Ravens last offseason. And, you know, that's not only going to include, you know, the ability to be sort of a ball hawk, uh, you know, and make those interceptions, break up those passes and all that, but he's going to make everybody in the secondary even better. And we saw this with Williams in New Orleans. And, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is a great example of this, who, you know, much to the chagrin of every Falcon fan on the planet, you know, is a very physical and aggressive uh, corner, you know, too physical and aggressive. You know, can we get a flag ref? But, you know, the reason why Marshawn Lattimore was able to get away with that is because of poor officiating. But in addition to that is because of, you know, he knew Marcus Williams had his back. Right. That's what we mean by a guardian angel. And the same kind of rules apply, especially to a player like Jeff Akuda here in Atlanta, because now not only just Akuda, but all the Falcons cornerbacks can be aggressive, and especially given that Akuda's game is really about physicality and putting hands on people, he's probably the player that will benefit the most from having that guardian angel in the backfield. And, you know, all the corners in the Falcons secondary can be more aggressive when it comes to playing press, when it comes to jamming receivers, when it comes to jumping short and in intermediate routes, because they know they have that guardian angel with that deep help. That's going to lead to those guys getting more hands on the balls, whether that results in pass breakups or interceptions for the corner. Corners, and it's also going to impact Jesse Bates, that is, the rest of the safety group, right? Namely, Richie Grant, the other starter, right? We know Richie Grant wants to be a very aggressive safety, and now he has the chance to be that. We'll talk more about Richie Grant uh, as this episode continues. But, you know, when the Falcons want to play their three safety looks, right? Whether that's Big Nickel, whether that's Dime looks, that third safety can also be more aggressive, more likely being Jalen Hawkins in that role. And, you know, there isn't a whole lot more... I should have to explain what Jesse Bates is going to bring. And it's not just because, Oh, he's this great deep safety and that's all he can do. He's only going to be a deep safety when we play, you know, cover one or cover three, that center fielder, but he'll play quite a bit of split safety. When we play cover two, cover four, right. You know, he's also comfortable playing in the box, right. He's not necessarily a classic enforcer type of, of, run defender, but you saw this past year in Cincinnati, his most efficient season Uh, when it comes to tackling right and not missing a ton of tackles right he's also a very underrated slot cover guy now he didn't have to play a lot of slot in Cincinnati over the years largely due to the fact that he was so good as a deep safety and and of course you wanted to take advantage of that skill set but also because the last two years especially the Bengals had a very good nickel corner one of the better nickel cornerbacks in the league in, in, in Mike Hilton and so therefore it meant that Jesse Bates didn't have to do that but Because of, you know, maybe some of the questions that the Falcons have at the nickel cornerback position, that's a legit chance that we might see Jesse Bates get more opportunities this year in that capacity and therefore, you know, you know, show that sort of efficiency and effectiveness uh, when he gets those opportunities. So he can be as versatile as the Falcons want him to be. But again, his primary function is going to be that playmaker, that communicator, that leader, that enhancer, that equalizer. That's going to make all the players around him better, especially those in the secondary. So, we will talk about him making Richie Grant better and where, when, what areas Richie Grant's play needs to step up this upcoming season. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. And whether you're prepping for the draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed. To fit your roster. So, with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see what Vinny has picked for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And when you're making that first overall selection, the no brainer is 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey as your guaranteed fit. When McCaffrey is healthy, he's guaranteed to get over 300 touches in his first full season. With the 49ers as the centerpiece of their offensive engine, he checks all the boxes you want, whether it's about talent, his usage, his high floor, his high ceiling. So run with CMC as a guaranteed fit at the number one overall pick in your fantasy drafts for a smooth ride to another year of big numbers. Now that Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is helping us win our fantasy football championships this year, eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same is true for your vehicle with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, whether you're looking for air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle. The very first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know that you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit. Everybody and everything with your vehicle that it is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So continuing today's Locked on Falcons, let's talk about Richie Grant. Now, we've already talked about how Jesse Bates' present is going to allow Richie Grant to be a better version of himself, which is basically being a more or to maintain his level of aggressiveness and not necessarily pay for it because Jesse Bates is that guardian angel. But it's going to also allow, with Jesse Bates taking on a lot of those deep responsibilities, it's going to allow Richie Grant to do what he did best last year, which was playing closer to the line of scrimmage and being more of that see-ball, get-ball type of player. Now, we know Richie Grant's play is – he's willing to take chances, right? You know, I don't like sort of reducing a player's season down to one play, but it does feel like that Week 15 play – early in that game where he tried to jump a throw that deep ball to Rashid Shahid that resulted in a touchdown early in that game kind of embodies sort of Richie Grant's sort of style of play, right? He wants to play fast and loose, right? He's going to try to undercut that pass and make a play, right? He wants to be a playmaker. And again, that perfectly to me encapsulates, what Richie Grant is trying to bring to the table. And sometimes last year he was successful in bringing it to the table. And other times, you know, on his way to the table, he tripped and fell and everything spilled all over the floor. So, you know, I think with Jesse Bates on the team, he can take more chances, right? You know, and, and when he trips and falls, there's going to be someone there to catch him. That's going to be Jesse Bates. And I think ultimately that style of play is going to lead to Richie Grant making more plays. You know, now I don't think Richie Grant's going to be strictly a box safety because of Jesse Bates' ability as a deep safety. He'll have plenty of deep responsibilities this year because you're going to expect the Falcons to probably spend at least half their snaps in some form of middle of the field open coverage, which refers to those split safety looks, the cover two man, the cover two zone, quarters, cover four uh, being those prime candidates in that. Uh, middle of the field, open coverages. Uh, But when it comes to Richie Grant's playing style, you know, the strength of his game to me is he's that all around Jack of all trades player. Like his superpower is basically being versatile, right? I I wouldn't call him Jack Jack from the Incredibles, but he can do a lot of different things, right? He can wear a lot of different hats, right? We we know that Jesse Bates is an A-level center fielder, right? And then probably a B, B minus whatever at a lot of other things. I don't think there's an A-level skill set in Richie Grant's game. But I think he can be somewhere between a B-plus and a B-minus at pretty much everything else. And basically that means he's good at most things but not great at one particular thing. And, you know, the tackling can be a little iffy at times, right? And I think that's just simply owed to he's not going to, ever going to be the biggest guy in the world. Um, but I think he does play with the aggressiveness to kind of make up for that. He's willing to throw his body around uh, when it needs to be. We've seen him be effective when it comes to covering the slot. We saw a lot of that as a rookie. We saw some of that last year. You know, one of the big things that he took on last year was he was kind of the team's primary tight end eraser. And while I wouldn't sit here and tell you Richie Grant is a great great in that role, he was more than solid for the most part last year playing that role. And then not to mention that comfort playing in the box, even if he's not necessarily your biggest guy, your classic enforcer. And so when we're looking at the Saints blueprint, right, if Jesse Bates is Marcus Williams, you know, Richie Grant's going to play more of that Malcolm Jenkins, Von Bell type of role. And from a body type standpoint, you know, there are similarities between him and Vaughn Bell and they parallel light nicely. And we saw Vaughn Bell not only go from new Orleans and play next to Jesse Bates, have a lot of success playing next to Jesse Bates in, or playing next to Marcus Williams in new Orleans, then playing next to Jesse Bates the last couple of years in Cincinnati. And I feel like that's kind of the dynamic that you're kind of looking for with Jesse Bates and Richie Grant. But, you know, I think when we look at the upside of Richie Grant, you know, he kind of reminds me of a poor man's CJ Gardner Johnson. And this past off season, you know, I remember there was a, a healthy debate in February where a lot of Falcon fans recognizing the need for the Falcons to upgrade their safety play, you know, kind of fell into two camps, right? You know, there was the, the we need to get Jesse Bates camp, you know, the correct one, because that's the camp I was in, right? You know, we were on the right side of history. Uh, and then there was the C.J. Gardner-Johnson camp. Um, and, you know, I won't say that, that was the wrong camp. You know, they, they had validations. And, and valid reasons for wanting C.J. G.J. and, and wanting that swagger uh, on, on the Falcons defense. But, you know, I, I do think in a lot of ways, you know, the type, the player that CJGJ is today is the type of player that we're hoping Richie Grant can kind of grow into, which is that versatile, do everything type of safety. Right now in New Orleans, C.J. G.J. was primarily a slot corner rather than a true safety now in Philadelphia this past year, he was asked to play a lot more deep responsibilities, be more of a classic safety, and he blossomed in that role. He was very productive as a playmaker, led the NFL with six interceptions, part thanks to, you know, being a little bit lucky, you know, overthrows, deflections, all that to sort of pad those totals. But you know, no Eagles fans are complaining about that. I, I can promise you that. Uh, and so you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? Um, but you know, while Richie Grant's never gonna have and really nobody on the planet is ever going to have CJGJ's uh, playing personality. Um, You know, he is capable, in my opinion, of growing into that sort of versatile, do everything sort of player. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping we see more of that type of player this season from Richie Grant. I'm hoping and expecting Richie Grant to take a significant step forward this year. Now, of course, the question is going to be how significant that step is going to be. I would be expecting him to take that step regardless of Jesse Bates, presence. But I think, you know, just from being a third year player and and this is kind of the year where most NFL players start the, the, you know, the light kind of turns on for most guys or it doesn't right. If it hasn't already. And you know, but the presence of Jesse Bates only means now I think he's even in a better position to take an even bigger stride forward, uh, because of Bates's ability to sort of enhance that we already have touched upon. So hopefully that manifests itself in Richie Grant being that aggressive player and not necessarily having the consequences that we saw too far saw far too often last year and that results in more turnovers interceptions forced fumbles and being able to play that fast and loose style that is going to make him a a key part and a key playmaker of this Falcons defense very similar to what guys like CJGJ was in, in New Orleans, Malcolm Jenkins, Von Bell, et cetera, have been in their various stops. So we'll continue and wrap up today's episode talking about the, Fal- the rest of the Falcon safety group. Talk about what Jalen Hawkins' role is going to be moving forward on today's episode, guys. But first, I want to tell you about bird dogs who are providing you with super comfortable pants, shorts and sweatpants. And they have these stretch khakis that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you that truly sculpted look. But the beauty of bird dogs is how versatile they are. You can, you know, eat, sleep, drink, whatever you want to do in bird dogs. I myself know this firsthand because I went recently to the beach uh, and didn't have swim trunks, you know, uh, and I was able to use bird dogs. Right. You know, and I could look good. In the ocean, on the beach, in the sand, on the way to the car, you know, all that and more in my Bird Dogs. They have a uh, cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, stretches, but is way slimmer fit without sacrificing any of the movement. And anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So try them yourself by going to birddogs.com slash NFL. And you'll get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler, which I have here. If you guys want to see it on your screens. So you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So wrapping up today's locked on Falcons before we do, I want to give another shout out to the everydayers. And um, if you're curious what my thoughts are on the new Netflix series, uh, that features Marcus Mariota and apparently also features a three second soundbite of this illustrious podcast. Uh, I haven't checked out the episode, but I do plan on watching it this weekend and maybe we'll talk about it next week. If, if I have anything interesting and, and, and compelling to share about the show, uh, you know, with training camp kicking off, but you know, that has to be deferred to, you know, behind the special teams conversation. Cause you know, I got to get my 30 minutes. Talking about gunners and personal protectors on the podcast. But for you, everydayers, you know, that are making this show your first listen, you can look forward to some thoughts on that next week, uh, as well as that special teams breakdown. But wrapping up today's Lockdown Falcons, let's talk about the rest of the Falcons safety group, uh, starting with Jalen Hawkins, who's now going to be relegated to being the third safety, which I think is kind of his ideal role. If Richie Grant is a B at most things, then I think. You know Jalen Hawkins is kind of a C at most things, right? He's competent, but I wouldn't call him good at anything, right? Um, and last year the Falcons kind of had him taking the majority of the deep responsibilities, although you know they liked their safeties being a, lo- a lot more interchangeable in the DMP's defense so that they can do various things. But you know the, because of the Falcons featured a lot of cover three last year, majority cover three last year. You know it was Jalen Hawkins that was primarily that deep safety. Uh, you know, compared to, to Richie Grant. And, you know, he was fine in that role. But obviously, I think the team knew that they could do better in that and thus went out there and, and signed Jesse Bates to be more of that playmaker in that position. Um Now, I think Hawkins as a third safety, you know, he can kind of fit where you need him to. Right. It, it's really more about how, how do you want to deploy? Richie Grant and Jesse Bates, and you figure that out, and then you can just kind of figure it out with Hawkins, right? Because again, that competency and that all around skill set does make him work. So, for example, if the Falcons want to play their big nickel, right? Which is, you know, five D backs, but instead of three corners and two safeties, that's two corners and three safeties, right? And one of those safeties basically functions as your slot corner. In this case, that's probably going to be Richie Grant because he's better suited for that. Could potentially be Jesse Bates, of course, as I mentioned, but then you can have you know, if Grant's that slot guy, then you could put Hawkins and Bates on the back end as your sort of typical safeties to give in whatever coverage look you're going to do. Now, when we drafted Jalen Hawkins, the goal of drafting him was to kind of be that sort of, you know, enforcer backup type to Keanu Neal when the Falcons were playing that more of a cover three strictly defense under Dan Quinn. But, you know, I think when Hawkins has played in the box. He's been fine, but he hasn't necessarily been that type. And I think that's part of the reason why the Falcons were attracted to a player like DeMarco Hellams, who's going to bring something new to the table that is mostly lacking in the safety room where we have a lot of smaller corners that are more coverage oriented guys. And Hellams is going to be that classic cover three box safety, right? That's going to be that enforcer, that run thumper, you know, he's limited in coverage. Um, and when I don't think the Falcons are going to ask him to play a ton of deep stuff, right? You know, I, I don't think that's in the, the cards this year or in the future. Instead, I think if and when the Falcons do put Helms on the field, it may be in dime defense and it's going to ask him to be more of a linebacker, playing closer to the line of scrimmage, you know, to, to beef up the run against dime because typically in dime, you only have one linebacker on the field. Uh, and so you want to have an extra body there in the box to potentially play against the run, although primarily teams play dime in, you know, strict, uh, I wouldn't say strictly passing downs because nothing is strictly a passing down or a run down in the NFL, but per- primarily, you know, third and long and stuff where it's unlikely that you're going to run the football. And if you do, it's going to be a draw play. But I'm not expecting, you know, Helms to see a ton of action on defense this year. I think primarily his role in 2023 is going to be on special teams, right? You know, and with... Richie Grant graduating full time to defense, you know, you're going to need to replace him on special teams. And I think you're going to see a lot of Hawkins and uh, Helms on special teams this year. Right. And, you know, I think there there may be a situation, um, you know, with, with three Safety's ahead of him. You probably won't need him. Hopefully, you won't need him, but there may be a, a specific game or a specific matchup where they want a little bit more of a physical safety in the lineup to be more of that enforcer and a thumper type. So, I could see Helms getting a little bit of work here or there. We saw last year that, you know, one of the things that this coaching staff learned from the previous year, which is, you know, working some of these young players in the lineup early in the event that there are injuries and whatnot uh, later in the season. And, and that Seem to pay off for them that where the rookie class was a little bit more ready for the moment in 2022 than they were in 2021. So I, I do think we could see that same strategy this year with Helms, just getting, you know, play here, play there or whatever, over the early part of the season uh, to allow him to sort of bring that sort of enforcer mentality on the roster. So I think those are going to be your four safeties that make the team right now, perhaps someone else could push, For a roster spot, you know, you could also factor in Trey Flowers, who we talked about yesterday when we broke down the cornerbacks, right, as a sort of hybrid safety corner, tight end eraser, which is how Cincinnati used him the last couple of years, using that size to be a better matchup against tight ends than necessarily trying to get him matched up against wide receivers as he was when he was with the Seattle Seahawks when he was purely a corner uh, in that role. So you kind of have Flowers to kind of cover your bases a little bit, you know, being a college uh, safety that maybe, again, could be more of that box guy that we're talking about, Hellams' role being, or Richie Grant's role being, playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage in that regard. So you kind of have like four and a half safeties on the roster, presumably if Flowers winds up making the team. Go back and listen to yesterday's episode of for why the reasons why I think Flowers will make the team mostly special teams related. But, you know, there are a couple other safeties in camp this summer that could potentially push for a roster spot, but more than likely are pushing for practice squad roles. Those are Micah Abernathy and Lucas Dennis, you know, Cliff Chapman also an undrafted free agent that's kind of built similarly to Trey flowers and and maybe, you know, played a little bit of safety and corner in college. So maybe he's also in the mix as one of those hybrid safeties. Um, But of the true safeties that we have, Dennis and Abernathy, no offense to Micah Abernathy, but you know, Dennis is, is more intriguing to me. And it's mostly because Dennis is more suited to me based off of what I've seen from him at Boston College and what he did in the XFL this past year. You know, some of the highlights I've seen being more of that deep safety. Right. And I think it's important that the Falcons start developing someone that can, you know, be a capable backup behind Jesse Bates to be that deep safety. Right. Um, Because of Jesse Bates' value to the defense. Right. And we've talked before about the, the value of depth, you know, the common mistake when people think what is good depth, they think it's having starting caliber backups. And it's not really about that. It's about having backups that don't force you to have to change how you play offensively or defensively or special is Lee, uh, you know, if, and when your starter goes down. Right. And right now there's a significant drop off from Jesse Bates to his backup. Right. Which would presumably be, you know Jalen Hawkins getting those deep responsibilities if, if Jesse Bates was to uh miss time. And so fundamentally the Falcons are probably if Jesse Bates does miss time, the Falcons are fundamentally gonna have to change how they play defense, right? You know, they they it, you know corners won't be as aggressive and all that stuff we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And so while I you know I'm not trying to sit here and act like you know Jesse Bates and, and Lucas Dennis are gonna be you know interchangeable or whatever. But you're hoping, you know, because, you know, Jalen Hawkins is that C-level player that we talked about, you know, competent, but you, maybe you're hoping that Dennis can be a little bit better than that. He can actually be a good deep cover center fielder type of safety so that, you know, while you're going to still have a massive drop off from Bates to Dennis, it might not be so huge that suddenly the Falcons can't be, you know, that are going to have to change how they play defense. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like, okay, if we can get Lucas Dennis to be, let's say, instead of being a C as a center fielder, like I'm saying Jesse Bates, or Jalen Hawkins is going to be, you know, maybe he can be like a B or B minus or something like that. And so, you know, that's not going to necessarily be something that I'm expecting this year, but that's something that I think is worth trying to develop, right. Finding that sort of other sort of backup safety that can be that sort of rangy center fielder type of player. And I think of the guys currently on the roster, you know, Dennis is probably the best candidate for that in terms of long-term development. So stashing him on the practice squad, I think makes a ton of sense. And maybe, maybe, you know, he impresses a little bit more that time in the XFL. We know, you know, when it comes to, you go back to the, the NFL Europe days, you know, the difference between Brian finnerin and Harvey Dahl and Tyson Claybo and Brent Grimes the year before they were in NFL Europe right? You know, barely on the Falcons practice squad type of guys back in roster guys to the year after being in NFL Europe, they were starters for the Falcons, right? And again, not putting those expectations on Lucas Dennis or anything like that, but, you know, him as well as some, several other of these XFL guys that we picked up, Barry Wesley, LaCale, London, etc. You know, you wonder who's going to be one of these XFL guys that could potentially make maybe not that leap to being a starter, but you get what I'm saying. Like go from a guy that was like barely able to stick in the NFL to like, this is a legit solid NFL role player at the very least, let alone a starter. So, uh, you know, hope springs eternal when it comes to that. So maybe Lucas Dennis can impress enough to be that guy this year uh, and and make a serious bid for the roster. But that is it guys. When it comes to the safety position, we'll be back next week with more special teams. We'll talk about, you know, the Netflix doc, if there's anything intriguing, you know, other than, you know, that royalty check that, you know, hasn't come my way, you know, from using sound clips uh on that, you know, let me know. We might have to go on strike just like the actors and the writers, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Get my check. Uh, You know, cut the check. Um, So that's it, guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you want to talk more Falcons football, stop by the Discord on Saturday. 3 p.m. Eastern time to talk about, you know, whatever's on your mind. Link in the description below. Any feedback you want, send me an email at LockedOnFalcons at mail.com. You no, know, I'm not spending too much time on social media these days, but you can always hit me up on LockedOnFalcons on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, maybe we'll start Threads or Mastodon or one of these other places as well. Um, so check me out if you want to provide that feedback. That is it, guys. You know, continue to make Locked on Falcons your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL, Locked On Sports Atlanta, all that and more, all part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.